Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's edition of the Victor Marks Show. Scott Mann is joining us today. Uh, he spent 22 years in the Army, 18 of those years as a Green Beret. Uh, he specialized in unconventional high-impact missions all over the world. Scott is now a strategic connection coach, teaching corporate leaders and their teams techniques to build trust and relationships. Scott is the author of several books, including Game Changers, Mission America. Uh, you guys, I'm excited to have him on the show today. Scott, man, welcome. Hey, Victor. Thanks for having me. Brothers, it's brilliant simplicity. You know, it's it's an attitude of servanthood that gives a person a mission. You know, I, I remember the old story, hey, if, if you're feeling depressed and down, you know, Bake a dozen cookies and go down to your local orphanage and hand the you know cookies out. It was that that principle yeah. of just kind of getting perspective, and I believe there's truth to that. Uh, you know, I don't think any any conversation is complete without a ranger school story. Talking about what we're talking about right now, right? I was going through ranger school in '91. I had already been recycled twice, so I didn't have any more recycles in me. Like if I if Love I it. if I yeah. recycled again. Like I was out and, and, uh, we were in mountain phase and I had not done well in mountain phase. We were at that point towards the end where everybody was really tired, really hungry. Uh, for those of you that don't know, ranger school takes away your food and your sleep and they put you out in the woods for long periods of time and they really stress you out. And then they evaluate you. You don't have any rank or anything like that. You are just a roster number last name and you get put in a patrol for 24 hours and they evaluate you and it's it's a very high attrition rate and i had failed my mid mountain phase i failed another patrol if i failed one more patrol i was mm. done it was over and this was terrifying for me because it was such an important part of my journey to become a green beret to get get my ranger tab so i'm 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 at a loss like and the reason that i failed was because most of my patrol fell asleep on me Ooh. and you're held you're held accountable for that so i thought yeah. man how am i going to deal with this well i started thinking about my old man my dad rex man who was a career forest firefighter oh, wow. and who like this guy's the ultimate servant leader his troops revere him and he's just always taking care of his people and i thought what would my dad do and so at about that time it was time to change over i was down on myself i wanted to just crawl up in a ball and go to sleep but I saw that the the platoon medic position, which is a voluntary position, it's not graded, wasn't taken. So I just said, I'll be the medic. And all you get with the medic is like a little M5 bag with some band-aids, a blister kit, and that's about it. It's not even a, it's not even a real role. It's just something you had to do, at least back then. Well, what I did was in that moment, I just needed something to take my head off of it. I went around, guys had their boots off, and I just started talking to them and messing with their blisters. Right. I would just kind of and it was gross. So yeah, yeah. gross. I mean, like yeah. hamburger for their feet. But I found that when I did that, I was talking to the guys It kind of got me out of my head and I felt better. And so I just kept volunteering for the medic role every patrol. 
and it kept me awake. It kept me focused. I got to know the guys, and a lot of them were complaining and griping and whatever. But but it, you know, I I found that I had a purpose, right? And it wasn't much of one, but I did it. Well, by the time we were almost done with with the phase, and I thought, man, I'm never going to make it. And they called my name for the last patrol, and uh, it was at night. I'll never forget it. A, a rain was coming down. It was November. It was cold. I, they called me to the center of the patrol base man, you got the PL position. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be terrible. I go walking into the center and I look around and every ranger student in that patrol is up on a knee. They're ready to go. My APL uh, in, and, the, and the point man are under the poncho already. They know exactly where they are on the map. They're like, Scott, get down here. We'll show you where we are. I don't think I made a single decision on that patrol. I don't think I did anything. Like I just walked along and, you know, it was one of the most astounding things that ever happened to me in my life. Like I, I was like, holy cow, you know, and, and I, I don't know that I always led that way, but I always tried to lead that way because it showed me actually what leadership's supposed to be. Mm. And it's what you do in those small moments when nobody's looking, it's what you do to take care of your people and, and really just empower them to be the best they can be. And then they'll take care of you when the storm comes. That never failed me. Uh, it never failed me. Sometimes I failed them, but that approach never failed me. And I really believe it's true in every society. Uh, I'm just going to talk to the young men because we have a dearth of lack of uh, currently in our country of young men mm-hmm. who want to be masculine manhood, do something bigger than themselves because they really don't have like a hope in that. And I would say this uh, quick question, Scott, before I come back, what made you want to be a green beret? What, what movie did you see or movies that impacted you that you said, Oh, I want to be like that. So I grew up in this little logging town in Arkansas called Mount Ida. And we didn't even have okay. a stoplight. We had a graduating class of 36 people. And one day after school, I was sitting in the soda shop and this green beret, he walks in, he had his, uh, he was on leave. He was in his A's his class A's right. and mm. uh, he ended up sitting down and I was a runt of a kid. I was so scrawny. I weighed like a buck Oh five soaking wet and pretty bullied as a kid. I, I moved around a lot, so I didn't fit in real well. And, you know, was definitely not a physical specimen in any capacity. But this guy, he he sat down with me. He took a little bit of time and he sat down with me and he answered my questions about what he did. And as he talked about special forces and the way that these uh, 12 man teams would jump into occupied territory and, and and instead of like kicking doors or whatever, they would actually go in and build relationships with indigenous people. And then they would help them fight back. I just, I mean, I was, it's like I was in a trance, Victor. I, I was convinced at 14 years old that that's what I was going to do. And from that point, then, you know, I found the National Geographic article from 1965 on Vietnam or 68, I can't remember, even Rambo and those movies, like anything that had a Green Beret in it just added to the pile of what I wanted to do. But everybody made fun of me. Uh, I was scrawny all the way up into college. Everybody uh, thought that there's no way in the world that I could do it. Um, I failed every military school I went through multiple times. 
and it's kind of been a pattern for my life is that um, I've had to just work harder than anybody around me to prove it. But um, it was early on, man, like 14. And that guy mentored me all the way to retirement. Really? Um, and yeah, he sure did. What's his, he bought, name? his name is Mark Harrell. Mm. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful guy. And just one of the most impressive leaders I've ever known. And, and, you know, I guess my message would be this on that, you know, to the young folks out there, whatever it is that lights you up, if it scares you, do it. As long as it keeps you healthy and as long as it serves a purpose bigger than you, the, the more it scares you, the more I believe you should do it. Uh, and to the folks that have run the miles out there, you never know what 30 seconds of your time will do uh, in the mind of a youngster who's just trying to find his way. Gosh, this is so powerful. You know, I think about your play and obviously meeting with people afterwards. So like when I speak or we show our film or we're doing a book signing, whatever, I can remember uh, a line afterwards that was close to three hours. And I signed every book and I talked with every person. Yeah. And, you know, the people that get me the most are the younger people. Because mm -hmm. I, I go, first of all, hey, thanks for waiting in that line. <laughs> and they go, oh, it's nice to meet you. Got to take a picture. Da, da. I go, well, tell me about you. And I see it lights them up. And I've had people and staff and even therapists say, why do you do that? I go, because I remember growing up, a few people took the time just, I mean, even to shake my hand, uh, even to say, hey, son, you're going to make it. Absolutely. I remember those people. I remember what they said. Words create worlds. Mm. And I'm, I'm so grateful that, you know, Mark Harold did it for you. And now here you are as a force multiplier. Uh, you've done it for so many. And then you're still, you're still on point, man. You're Thank still you. high speed reaching so many people. And uh, I, I got to ask this because we have to do the, the name game here. Did, did you ever serve with or know Greg Birch by any chance? I don't know if y'all crossed the same paths. Greg Birch. Man, that name sounds really familiar. It's such a small community. Yeah, that name is really familiar. Ironhead. <laughs> so he, uh, he, he retired uh, out of the asymmetric warfare unit, I believe, but he was – Command Sergeant Major. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know him. Uh, but he was in he was in the unit for uh, uh -huh. many many years, right? So uh, people writing about him in his books and all that. And me and him were in Burma together, mm. uh, doing some stuff. So we were training free Burma Rangers, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he gets up to speak to about 150 of these little Burmese Rangers, humanitarian high risk relief groups, and. You know, we, we, we've taught a ranger, you know, school and, uh, I, I did very little. I do the combatives and, and how to run from snakes and fall in a <laughs> fetal position and cry. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so he, he gets up, he gets up. It's at night. There's a little light hanging in his huge shack and he, he walks up there and he opens a piece of paper and it, and it's like this. He unfolds his paper and he goes, I want to thank so-and-so and so-and-so for inviting me. And I've been asked to speak about leadership. This is the best advice I could give you. He looks down and he goes, take care of your people. Hmm. And then he folded yeah. the paper, stuck it in his pocket, and literally walked right off the platform into the jungle. That was it. It fits the legend 
yeah that chases him because that's just him and yeah. uh when you say take care of people and i don't i want to say this to a young person person in high school person in college person who's just you know man trying to find a job be a leader mm-hmm. by serving others mm-hmm. be solution oriented stop complaining yeah complaining will suck the moral right out of your bones assess the situation give your point of view and then look for a solution Absolutely. Uh, complaining just shouldn't be an option because you start complaining on a 12-man team or a four-man team or a two-man team complaining sucks the life out of you that, that's a negative energy that we don't want so that that's advice coming that i i, I think so many young men that i talk to they look they're like i, I want to be a man i want to be a warrior well, you, you know, you got to embrace the suck. You got to do the hard things, but serve others, serve others. It, 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 it matters in whatever you're doing. I agree. And obey orders, including your parents, including your boss, even if you don't agree. So let's circle back, Scott, on how people can watch this new film. That's your play that you wrote and you actually star in, which I've seen the trailer and it's amazing. Yeah. Well, how can they, because uh, yesterday we talked about on the first episode uh, of, of the broadcast, but how can they get to this play that you made? Because uh, this is powerful. Yeah, so we're just rolling out um, the the distribution of it, Victor, and we're still kind of figuring it out. But here's what I would just ask. If you're on Facebook, which some people can get there, is it's last out elegy of a Green Beret. And if you just go to that site, like us on Facebook, we're going to be putting out uh, uh, viewer information like nonstop between now and Memorial Day. Um, The other the other way is if it's okay is we will put out to you. My commitment is we'll keep you and your team posted um, and we we will we will put out links where people can go if they want to be a host. Number one and number two where they can go if they want to just watch the film. Because like I said, the only way you'll be able to watch it in this limited phase is if you go to one of the community host watch parties and, you know, and register. So, but there's no cost. So I will get you that information. So in the meantime, go to Facebook, like us on Facebook, last out elegy of a green beret. Um, And then I will get you the links to your team just as soon as we're done here. And if you can maybe share that with your crew and then we'll, um, we'll work it that way. Would that be okay? Yeah. Outstanding. That, that's, that sounds like a great plan. And again, this film is a play that he wrote folks uh, that really it's a combination of people he served with men that gave their life uh, families that have been affected. It's powerful. It's healing. It will save lives Everybody always talks about how can we help stop the 22 veterans a day from killing themselves. This is one of the ways. Yes. This is literally a way that you can host a screening, do a little fundraiser. Yeah, it's also a great way to let our Gold Star families know they're not forgotten at a time when our country seems to be very divided We've lost our narrative in a lot of ways. And our gold stars, you think about what that does to a gold star family. I mean, it's hard enough on veterans, those of us who have lost friends, to look at how we're treating each other as Americans. But, you know, for a gold star family, you know, someone who's who's literally given everything 
Uh, and, and they're wondering right now, because I talk to them all the time, is like, do people even know we're like, what happened? Do they care? You know, and, and this, we believe this is our love letter that this Memorial Day to our Gold Star families to let them know that we have not forgotten them, mm. that they are in our hearts and that they're fallen for something uh, very, very special. And, and this play is that love letter. The other thing I will say too, that we're excited about, like if you go see Hacksaw Ridge or Lone Survivor, those are great films. They're beautifully done. But if you get triggered or something happens in that film, right. you're on your own. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why a lot of veterans don't go see it. But what we found when we toured the 16 cities across America, we actually traveled with our own trauma interventionists who do wow. non-invasive, non-chemical uh, protocols for the PTS, the same stuff that we all have it in the cast. And they right. work with us. But what we found was we would do these talkbacks, Victor, and we would have Korean War veterans, Vietnam War wow. veterans come up to us. And you could tell that they weren't getting any help. And they were. And we did over 200 PTS interventions on the road with our counselors. And we're going to have our counselors standing by on Memorial Day for anybody who is dealing with trauma uh, to get this access to this protocol and then also find ways for them to get access to some long-term protocol care. This is incredible. You know, you talk about gold star families this weekend here at the leadership training center in Colorado Springs, we are hosting gold star wives. Nice. Uh, yeah. And they're coming in for a weekend of training, healing, We'll teach them combatives from empty hand to blade work to situational awareness to shooting on the range. And you know what we've heard from uh, key Gold Star wives is, you know, uh, they feel like the warrior in their family has passed and there's a level of insecurity. And they're like, we have all these guns. We don't know how to use them. Yeah. So we're bringing them in to train them so that they can be self-sufficient, equipped and secure. And we're even willing to, uh, have them go home with a weapon that fits them for home security. How's that? Nice. Nice, man. That's amazing. So listen, folks. Yeah, we'll tell them all about this film. Please. Uh, the, the point person works for the Secretary of Defense uh, for all the Gold Star Wives. So we'll get the word out about this. And uh, is there a way people can actually just make a donation to your fundraiser? Absolutely. If you go to theheroesjourney.org, that's the name of our uh, uh, our nonprofit, and and I'll I'll spell that for you. It's T H E H E R O E S. Heroes plural. Theheroesjourney.org. You can go right there and make a, a contribution. And all of our proceeds, by the way, for this film, Victor. Um, are going to go to opening a veteran performing arts center, a national performing arts center here in Tampa, Florida, for veterans and gold stars and military family members to come and learn how to use the arts to uh, heal themselves and, and connect with their community. Where's that going to be at again? It's going to be in Tampa. Wow. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I love this. I mean, I was so caught off guard to, because you don't hear a lot about veterans in you know, the arts, uh, uh, you, you know, they just think we walk around dragging our knuckles yeah. and, you know, want to shoot something in the face. So this is really incredible. And I'll tell you what, uh, all things possible ministries will commit to a, 
a donation of two thousand dollars. Oh my for gosh! The fun. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. No, thank you so much, Victor. That's incredible. I'm gonna take it out of Colonel Teague's paycheck. Is that all right? He won't <laughs> know. I'll take it out of his bonus. Brother Teague's is a dear friend of mine, and I I thank the world of that guy. We're privileged to have him as our chief of operations here, and uh, we're spooning up to do a pump over back to Iraq. So uh, we nice. appreciate the prayers for that, doing what we do. So we're we're busy over here, and and folks, you know, you can make a donation to our, you know, all things possible if that's what you're comfortable with. Otherwise, make sure go to theheroesjourney.org, help them out. This is something that not only we believe in, we're putting funding behind because we believe in it. Hey, Scott, two questions I ask every person I bring on the program. Last two questions. Uh, there's no wrong answer because it's just your answers. First one is perception. People live by perception, right? Uh-huh. Uh, what is your perception of us, who we are, and what we do? Yeah, I think I think that what you you all are doing abroad with trafficking and all of that is is absolutely setting the standard for. Mm other organizations to follow suit and you're defining a problem and framing and illuminating a problem, but you're also acting on it, which is my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're not just standing around admiring the problem. So that's number one. My perception is that you are an organization that lives in the world of relentless execution, not problem admiration. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. I I would say that would be my, my, my most simple uh, answer to that. Thank you. Thank you. That's uh. And that's actually what we want to be. We we yeah. want to have, we want to have that reputation because it's true that we're an organization of integrity, and uh, that just does the right thing. And yep. as you said, there are so many things out here in the civilian world where not everybody in the space is doing it the right way, and it hurts everybody, especially and most those who need our help. Yeah. Last question. Mm-hmm. Scott Mann has been around a lot of death and dying, and uh, your days are numbered. All of ours are, and it's just uh, it's our reality. What happens? What do you believe is going to happen to Scott Mann when you die, and why do you believe it? Hmm. Wow, what a what an amazing question. Um, well, I will say that I believe that the ultimate metric. Uh, the ultimate key performance indicator for our life on this earth um, is measured in two ways. One, it is the um, capacity of breath that you draw in on your final inhale. I have seen men who take a shallow breath in their final inhale when they realize that it's over. Mm. And there was a lot of life that wasn't lived. Mm. And I've seen a very deep inhale uh, by men who looked back on their life very quickly and had no regrets. Mm. And I believe at the end of our day, it comes down to a shallow breath or a full breath. Um, I think that is, I firmly believe that. And everything that we do between now and then is to determine what type of breath we'll take at the end. Um, and in terms of what happens after we die, I believe that I, I, I show that in my spiritual belief very clearly with the play. I do believe that there is an ascension to a better place. 
I believe that there is an ascension to a place uh, where there's eternity and that, that what we did on this earth is, uh, is rewarded there. And uh, it is a, it is a shining place on a hill. And I choose to believe that. And it guides me, you know, and, and, and I believe that uh, I believe that we'll see old friends there again. I agree completely. What a glorious day of reunion that will be. Absolutely. Scott Mann, 23 years in the U.S. Army, 18 of those years as a Green Beret. He specialized in unconventional high-impact missions all over the world. If you weren't able to catch the first broadcast yesterday, you need to go listen. I mean, his wisdom and years of experience have put him on platforms such as Fox and Friends, the Wall Street Journal, NPR, uh, it just goes on and on. He's written a couple of books, Game Changers and Mission America. And what we are absolutely encouraging everyone to watch starting Memorial Day is a play that he wrote turned into a film of the play called The Last Out. And uh, go to his Facebook page. Yeah, we've mentioned some websites uh, that you can go to and also support theheroesjourney.org uh, to keep what they're doing pressing forward because it is saving lives and healing lives. And that's what we are at ATP about identifying those who've been affected by trauma, restoring them when risk needs to be inserted into bad people's lives. We do that, but then it's restoration redemption for it all. Scott, man, thank you for being our guest today on the Victor Mark show. Thank you so much, Victor. It's a real honor. And thank you for what you guys do. Yep. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do it for the glory of God and uh, whatever God calls you to do. Again, do it full throttle for his glory. I go get it done. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.